Welcome to Inside Aesthetics, the podcast for cosmetic, wellness, and business insider knowledge. I'm Dr. Jake Sloan, a cosmetic doctor based in Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, David Segal, an entrepreneur and a multi-clinic owner in the aesthetic space. We'll cover any topic that makes you look or feel good with long form, unbiased, and unfiltered conversations with expert guests from around the world. New episodes are released every Friday and you can subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You should seek medical advice before undergoing any treatment or procedure, and these podcasts do not replace a professional and bespoke consultation. Hey guys, before this podcast, we wanted to wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you for all of your love and support and ideas and contributions. We have a it's been an amazing year. It's been a crazy year, but an amazing year. We've grown again. Yes. And we've launched um, our Patreon page. We've got our live business Zooms that we're doing shortly to be followed by your clinical one. So that's yes. exciting for next year. So yeah, just to prelude that, um, we'll, we're slightly changing the names of our lives to make it a bit more understandable. So David's will be the IA Business Lives. Mine will be the IA Injecting Lives and mine will start from next year. It's exciting. Well, it's been by popular demand. So it's about time you got that got that going, to be honest. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, if you are a patron, thank you for your extra support. We, we've hugely appreciated it. It's really powered us on to, to another level. Uh, if you are interested in becoming a patron and sort of dipping into some of this extra content and our WhatsApp group, et cetera, we've also actually even started a library with resources, papers, textbooks. It's uh, it's growing and growing. Just go to worldwideweb.patreon.com forward slash inside aesthetics. Yeah, thank you. Go and check it out. It's well, I think it's great value for money. Absolutely. Now, guys, um, we've got a great podcast lined up for you today, but also just to announce we will be going on a Christmas break. So today, uh, which is the 23rd of December, will be our last one. We'll be back with you on January the 20th. So we're having a three-week break. We will be using that time off to record lots of more juicy content. So don't worry, we yeah. won't be resting on our laurels. No, the time will not be spent in vain. It will be planning and bringing you exciting new content for next year so looking forward to that 2023 bring it on bring it on so enjoy this podcast guys thank you so david it's the second to last podcast before christmas how are you feeling i'm feeling like where has the year gone i know it's been pretty <laughs> it's, insane it's been, it's been mental lots happening um the world's lost its mind but here we are on Wednesday night. We survived. A, you've got a Negroni. I don't because I've got a bit of an upset stomach. So yeah. you're, you're flying solo tonight you in Negroni. Drinking? Oh, you know, it's evening time. We've got my little Negroni oh going days. here. Yeah, we can join us, yeah, Robbie. This is a serious yeah. professional I, podcast you got me on. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in and Jake just clapped his hands. Negroni, where is my Negroni? <laughs> Pretty much exactly what happened. So, <laughs> yes. Now, we have some very special <laughs> friends uh, of mine from the UK. We've got Dr. Ravi Jane. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself, but I will say that Ravi was probably the first person ever who I met in aesthetics who actually gave me his time. I'm going to call him a mentor because he actually took me to his clinic and I joined him for consultations. I joined you in theatre, Ravi. So you showed me how this kind of works and I almost got tempted to quit the NHS then. Uh, and join your clinic. But honestly, I, I told have... you not to. I know. I? Well, I didn't have the balls to be completely <laughs> honest. It took me about another five years to realize that actually this is what I should be doing. But we'll let you introduce yourself, Ravi. And then we've got Dr. Sophie Schotter, who's also a lovely friend from the UK. Um, I met Sophie through the Allegan Hive and, you know, the things that she's doing in the UK. But start with Ravi. Tell us who you are and, and about your clinic, Ravi. 
Um, okay, so I'm Ravi Jain. I'm an aesthetic doctor. I've been in practice now probably nearly 20 years in total. We've had riverbanks for 15 years. Um, and uh, well, what do you want to know, really? I guess I've been doing um, KOL in for over 12 years now, I think, um, predominantly with companies like Galdoma. I have been a KOL before for Ipsa in the past uh, and Vasa um, as well. So live session, and that's pretty much how we met Jake, I think, with Vasa as well. Yeah. Um, I love being honest. I love wearing my heart on my sleeve. And I always, that's how I practice and that's how I teach as well. Um, and, um, I'm always excited. I'm excited to see what you've done moving out to Australia, taking your and develop growing a family out there. <laughs> you've really got Aussies out there now. And, um, I'm, it's a delight to see how you've, uh, how your career has blossomed and grown. Oh, and, thank uh, you, buddy. And um, thank you for inviting me along this. To oh, be with Sophie I'm going to cry. Very I'm nice. It's very, this is the first time nice. we've been on a podium together, Sophie. And so yeah. I'm really looking forward to this morning. Sophie, mm -hmm. tell us all about what you do as well, because I know a little mm -hmm. bit, but I'm probably going to learn more tonight. <laughs> I think you know most things about me, Jake. <laughs> um, uh, so, yes, my name's Sophie Schotter. I'm also an aesthetic doctor. I've got two practices in the UK, one in Kent and one in Harley Street. I've been in aesthetics for about 11 years now um, and set up Illuminate, which was my first clinic in Kent, about eight, eight and a half years ago. Um, I've got quite um, quite a big team, growing team. I'm also a KOL and I've been with Allergan for about five years. Um, I also do KOL work for various skincare companies and for Softwave and for Candela. Um, so a few device companies. Um, but yeah, my real passion is for um, how we get to make people feel and sharing the love. And as Ravi said, being honest, let's cut through the, I'm not going to swear, um, but you know what I'm going to say. You can swear. It's all good. <laughs> is it at the bollocks? Is that the word you'd use? Bollocks. The bollocks. So he's <laughs> a Negroni. I think swearing is okay. That's pretty mild for Australian language. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't yeah. use the C word. We don't go there. Yeah, we don't do any C bombs. Ew, in there. No, no, no. I hate the C word. <laughs> um, so actually, one of the, well, several reasons why I invited you guys. One, because obviously we're good friends. Two, because Ravi, you have, you know, been a KOL for Ibsa who, produced Profilo and wanted to tap into that experience. And also Sophie, um, because you do do a lot of skin work, I, I really want to tap into what is it that we're looking at, the canvas of the face and how do we use mm -hmm. these products like Profilo, Profilo and David and I were just talking yeah. off air and we were wondering whether injectors even need to upskill in their skin game before they can start using products like this because if you can't diagnose what you're looking at how are you going to pick the right tool um but also you are a kol for also another product called harmonica which we don't have here mm -hmm. and so that's yes. again a biostimulator slightly different and just want to tap into all that mm -hmm. experience mm -hmm. is that is that right with you David? yeah i mean that sounds <laughs> i mean look you know as you said profilo has just launched here it's a bit old hat for you guys you've had it since what 2016 yeah 17 16 so, yeah, something like that had it for like six eight years now we've just received it everyone's going mental because first of all there's all the hype around it being released and we've had some issues with supply so the demand is high so far patients have loved it but we thought we'd get you guys on have a chat and, and see what your experience has been over the long term how your patients have found it how you guys as practitioners view it in terms of where it fits into your arsenal of products and treatments that you have at your disposal to help with uh, with the skin yeah. and just I guess tap into your experience and, and sort of see what you think. I want to ask actually, try and take yourself six years back, when it was launched in the UK, maybe we'll start with Ravi, um, what was 
you know, was it hyped there or was it just another product? Because you guys have got about 400 fillers, so maybe it wasn't as exciting. We, we've got like three to play with. So, it, you know, it's different here. But what, what was it like back then? So back then, the only type of skin boosting type treatment, um, and I use the word, I put that in quotes because Ipsa really don't like to categorized profiler in that category but back then that was the closest category it was at okay it could be included in um was was wrestling skin boosters yeah. so vital vital light and there was you know we we had managed to finally get that a good acceptance of our with our patients for wrestling skin boosters with, with quite a lot of um um marketing to our patients and encouragement and education about what it can do because people back then were only interested in filler type results mm. so they, they associated anything hyaluronic acid with filling yes and if it wasn't obvious to see it didn't work okay they had no idea of skincare con- other than creams okay or lasers they had no idea if it's injected it had to be a big change and obvious especially if they're spending 300 pounds or 400 yeah. pounds however much because that was the average price probably much back then and and so it was it was so we had a patients who were set receptive to a skin boosting type treatment but still it was hard work and then um i, I don't know if you know giovanni salty uh he's in a he's an italian kol he's a kol for about a thousand companies <laughs> um so but but the good thing about that, he has a huge experience of all different products. He brings new products to launch. So, and he's a friend of mine. I met him on the Galderma circuit. And um, he said to me, Ravi, have a look at this one. And he very rarely recommends any of the products he, he's he been trying and working on. But when he does, it's normally something I, 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 pay, I pay attention. Let's put it that way. I pay attention. So we, we, we got some on board and um, tried it on some patients. And I don't know what your experience with uh, some of the other skin booster type treatments is, but underwhelming. At normally, best. what happens is <laughs> patients come back for their second or third, and they're a little bit underwhelmed. I would say a little bit underwhelmed, um, and there's re-encouragement, re-education that needs to go on. And with this one, I didn't get any of that. My patients were excited for their second appointment. Mm. They were excited because their friends had all commented on how well their skin looked. Okay. Mm. Now, personally, I didn't see much of a difference. Okay. Honestly, Mm. nothing worth photographing. Okay. Nothing worth photographing. I couldn't see much of a difference personally. Maybe that's my eye wasn't tuned into seeing these differences back then as well. Uh, But patients were excited for their treatment and telling their friends and i'm getting i remember distinctly one patient saying to me um what did you give christine Mm. and i said well i can't tell you that you have to ask christine (laughs) okay (laughs) no and she goes because whatever you've given her i want that because her skin looks amazing you know yeah where do you hear people saying that i mean and this is six years ago where still things were a little bit more conservative and that's what we kept seeing now and then so it was the word of mouth between groups of people um and you know whether it's friends or hairdressers or whatever at work people were talking about this and as a result then the journalists got hold of the buzz okay and they experienced the same 
Yeah. Okay. So therefore, it was a, it was a product that was very easy to talk about, um, and that's how Profilo spread. I don't believe it spread with before and after pictures. It's one of the first products that we ever had that we didn't need before. And I don't take before and after pictures Profilo, or I take befores, but I don't take afters. It's pointless because I don't have that. I don't have one of the Viziers or those big three D analysis cameras. Um, so, um, and that's how it spread. Now. When did I start noticing differences in my patient's skin? It wasn't until a year down the line. So this is three. They've had one round. Two, they're coming for their third round of treatments. And suddenly my patients are coming not wearing makeup. Mm. And these are the ones that you have to shovel makeup off. You know, the ones that take 10 <laughs> minutes and you add extra 10 minutes time to your clinic um, to do. And it's, you know, how frustrating that is. Okay despite the education of infection risks and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, and they're not wearing makeup. Because they're me, proud of their skin. That was just, wow, we've got, a, we've got a winner here. This is really amazing. Yeah. And, um, and yes, it's, re- you know, it's a relatively expensive treatment in my practice, okay? And they're still coming in. And so it was huge, absolutely huge. Um, and it's, there's been, I think, a little drop off maybe on some people i would say but i would say i was over 90 percent patient satisfaction rate wow. with profilo okay, which is great face, really amazing for the face and, and i don't know what your experience is sophie yeah, so yeah, well, was, well, yeah. I mean, you've, I mean, I've been looking at your your Instagram, and Jake's been telling me all about your interest, particularly in skin treatments. Which is, I think, there's almost like a, mm-hmm. a disconnect there sometimes between like dermal clinicians and therapists who understand the skin. And you've got the laser side of things and peels and yeah. all that type of thing, and then you've got cosmetic doctors who primarily focus on the injectables. So I'm really interested to hear what your perspective is as someone that's quite attuned with the skin and obviously mm-hmm. aware of all the different treatments. So similar to Ravi, or or different. So similar, but with some differences. So for me, skin, I've always felt if you're going to do one thing, then focus on your skin because you can lose volume in your face and have great skin and still age gracefully. Whereas the other way around, if you replace your volume or have anti-wrinkle injections, but don't look after your skin, you're still not going to look good as you age. So for me, skin has always been a huge focus. And like Ravi, I was aware of and also using other skin quality injectables. So I'd, I'd injected skin boosters, I'd injected um, PSL Redensity 1. Um, and again, there was always this slight underwhelm amongst patients. And I remember Profilo, I was sent on a training course by a clinic I was working at at the time. And I went with an open mind and I was really very impressed by how easy it was to inject as well and I think that was a big thing that took off Um, and again comparing to other skin injectables around and also others that launched around the same time we went from something that required often hundreds of injections across the face to something that takes 10 Um, and for patients I think that's a big appeal Mm. Um, and then using it and having it myself I would say the thing I agree completely with Ravi, this isn't a treatment that photographs well. Um, Although you will see lots of photos all over the internet of Mm. it having these dramatic results. And I think if I'm honest, that's a bit disingenuous. I don't think I've had a single treatment like that in my practice. The things that my patients or I notice are your skin just looks more radiant. You get compliments on your skin, even though you've got good skin anyway. Um, 
I notice my makeup goes on like a dream. My skin feels different, the texture, the tone. So it's those sorts of things that others will pick up in you. But where we as aesthetic doctors are so used to looking for the dramatic changes often associated with other injectable treatments, um, maybe as Ravi said, we're not as attuned to going, actually, your skin's looking great. Um, and for me, I mean, I use it across lots of different areas. And I think provided you select the right patient group, it's a really high satisfaction treatment. But I do think there's a learning curve with that, that many physicians go through. I'm sure we've all injected it in people um, where afterwards we've gone, well, maybe that wasn't the right choice. Or maybe actually I believed a little bit too much of the hype and two sessions was never going to achieve what this patient actually needed. But that's where experience comes into play. Um, so there's definitely been a learning curve. But again, like Ravi in our clinic, it's an expensive treatment, which is very popular. People keep coming back for it. Um, many of my patients tie it in every three months with their anti-wrinkle injections. It's one of those things they just want to maintain. Yeah, that that's yeah. kind of my early, I've only been had it for four months and that's essentially what I've already noticed. It's something that I can't necessarily pick. And even if they come back after their first, let alone their second, many of the comments have been, you know what, I didn't really think it would do much, but actually it feels plumper or mm. hydrated or yeah. I'm getting comments or, or whatever. It's, it's quite vague or subtle and I can't look at them and tell them what happened, but they know because mm. they're wearing and feeling their skin. Exactly. How it works is it's, it's how it works because when when I was with uh, doing some KOL work for Profilo and I trained for uh, prof with Profilo as well, like Sophie said, it's a relatively injection simple injection technique, but that doesn't mean you can't be creative with it either. Mm. Okay, um, so uh, you know you can focus on areas that maybe so that that need more work. Um, so don't be shy of that. Remember, the product spreads thinly, okay, under, in the, under the skin. And in the face, what's great about it are the compartments which you inject into, okay? But what's also good about it is that um, you, you can you can focus on, you know, if we're going off piece here, maybe this isn't the section we're talking about, but, for example, you know, the perioral area is lovely to do. But sorry, what Sophie was, so what I'm going to get to was what Sophie said, choosing the right patient. It's yeah. almost not the indication of their skin. It's what they want. Okay. And you've got to work out, is this a patient who wants skin improvement and, and wants it without thinking it's going to be um, an airbrush? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because mm. they're going to Google, they're going to see, like Sophie said, unrealistic representation of what Profiler can do online. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're we'll, all unrealistic. Yes. All of them. Yeah, mm. we'll, we'll okay. definitely come yeah. to that. I just wanted to ask Ravi, when you became a KOL, mm. you know, did you learn anything majorly different to what we're all learning? The five baps, or you know, ten on the neck, or whatever. Uh, did you learn anything well, seriously the neck different? Technique hadn't been developed uh, when I first started. Right. That was um, something in collaboration we did with Dalvi Humzard, and if you know him, yes, um, he came over to launch and it. Stuff. But um, the uh, 
So it was the five, they wanted the five bat points, clearly. No one on the ad board understood why they wanted the five ad the five bat <laughs> points. I think <laughs> it was something to do with the Allegan paint by numbers plan. Okay. And Ooh. it was something that they, they realized it was a good marketing. Shots fired, toy. Jake. Shots fired. <laughs> Tell you where. <laughs> well, think of something. It was a good but let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, joking aside, the numbers thing is a great way to teach a technique and yeah. get exactly. people on board okay yeah. and this was the same they adopted the same philosophy okay how can we get people to inject this safely and reproduce it and get reproducible yeah. results and that's what they achieved with it okay I wanted to ask and, them, and so i was going to say to david because you know he's owned clinics yeah. and i remember you bought a really expensive gun device to oh, to God. inject the rha1 <laughs> tioxane oh man and that was a complete flop as far that as was i remember a complete yeah. shitstorm. Like, i mean you bruised yeah. the fuck out of everyone oh, and then every second day the machine's fucking up and it's it's <laughs> it's got you know the it needs you needs cleaning and there's stuff malfunctioning morning. Oh, yeah. what yeah they don't like the fucks oh f-bomb sorry sorry <laughs> Ravi. sorry um we're just trying to be british polite oh sorry we're just we're just <laughs> an, animal convicts over here Ravi. sorry um i was going to ask in terms of the well we all know that the male population that undergo treatments pales in comparison to the females. And mm. I think a lot of that is due to men not wanting to, you know, take away the masculinity. They don't mind having a few lines and wrinkles. The whole idea of being frozen is unappealing to a lot of, a lot of men. Do you find that men are a great candidate for this treatment? Do you find that a lot of men taking up this treatment in terms of mm. encouraging them to come in? They're not looking frozen. They're not changing the way they look. They're just improving their skin quality. So maybe, you know, Sophie, do you want to sort of, I guess you're mm. very skin focused. Did you find that there was a lot of men who were coming in for the treatments and that they are a fairly big proportion of your profilo patients? I mean, for sure, it's a great treatment for men. And um, I think now both men and women are so much more skin focused, whether that's social media driven and, you know, all these images of perfectly airbrushed reality TV stars that everyone thinks is real. And that's as big for men as it is for women. Um, and for sure, Profilo is a great treatment for men. I find... Um, men make up probably about 10% of my aesthetic patient database. So it's enough, but it's not a huge percentage. And they're very, very concerned about looking natural. Mm. Um, I also think, though, that when you Google profilo photos, everything that comes up is of, is of women. So men aren't necessarily as aware that it's a treatment for them. Whereas mm. if you Google fillers for men, there's actually a lot out there that is um, that's accessible to them. Um, but for sure, men and skin and profilo in men has been a, a good chunk of my profilo treatments. Yeah. Now, I guess the core of this podcast, and this is kind of why we've decided to do this one, is how do you pick the right patient? And not only how do you mm. pick them, but how do you consult them? What do you tell them? Because some of the feedback from the Australian injectors so far is, well, I didn't see anything and my patient's moaning that they didn't see anything. Uh, mm. To be honest, there's a lot of very positive feedback, but I am hearing murmurings because, you know, now people, a lot, a lot of them are on their second treatment. And actually there are a lot of injectors mm. haven't got their hands on it yet because it's been such a short supply. So I, mm. I, I want to get information out there to really pick the best patient. And I think Ravi 
touched on what I've noticed. It's not so much, this is going to do this for you. It's more, if you're a patient who's already looking after your skin and you understand your skin and maybe you've done a bit of toxin, you might have done a little bit of filler and now you're ready for the next layer of treatment, which is getting the canvas better, that patient is in tune with the process. They're going to be much more likely to value it than someone who's like, well, I've done nothing, but I've heard about this profile thing. Can I have it? That, that, that's mm. how I see it. But I'm interested to get your thoughts. Maybe we'll start with Ravi because you, you touched on that and then we'll come back to you, Sophie. Well, I mean, I think it, it's like what I, it's what I said earlier, really. It, you've got to move the patient away from a line eraser and a contour changer. Mm. This is a skin treatment. Now, which skin treatment out there other than CO2 lasering, okay, mm. gives you an overnight change, okay? Very few, very few. I would say something that Profilo, though, does give that immediate glow in the first few days because of how it works. It's sitting in the skin. But it's about making sure your patient is, is understanding what this can do. You can't say to them, this is a filler, all right. And I think maybe where people have been disappointed is that they're expecting the results they see online, mm. first of all. Yeah. And that could be a big disconnect. Um, and, and then you just got to counsel them about skincare. And yeah. so, you know, how so, you know, I think you mentioned, which is what I do, the order I do it toxin filler and then skin and sophie probably does it the exact opposite way and focuses on the skin first and then goes to the other areas you know and a dermatologist that's what they would do you know um so in a way you have to do them all three you know you have to use the whole consultation uh to address every aspect of their face you know so uh, you know you treat the wrinkles you treat the shape you treat the volume you treat the skin quality you treat the profile the profile not the profile of the profile <laughs> the symmetry etc um so that's the education it clearly is and 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 if the injector is not educated and doesn't understand what profiler can do well what hope does the patient have yeah yeah i mm. mean you know i'm part of the profiler training here and it's difficult because a lot of injectors are like pushing back saying, oh, this is so simple. I don't need training. And yet at the same time, most of the mm -hmm. training from my perspective is getting them to understand not doing oh. five BAPs. That's, that is the easy bit. It's the why. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, that's, and, yeah. so, so the why was interesting because, um, um, something I learned when I was at IBSA was how it came about how Profiler came about, which was quite interesting. Basically, what IBSA were looking to do, um, or the university were looking to do, they were looking to produce a, a, a stabilized HA filler, okay, With, without any chemicals. Yes. So non-BDE, they were looking to heat, thermally stabilize a filler, and they wanted it to be a filler, okay? And so, and then when they injected it, they realized it only lasted about, 28 days at best, and then there was no change at all, okay, as far as what they were looking for in the skin. But what was interesting, they still managed to temporarily stabilize the product for 28 days because beforehand, uh, you know, it's, it's 24 hours with non-stabilized or 48 hours non-stabilized or it's months depending on how much BD and cross-linking you put into it. They managed to stabilize it uh, for 28 days. They and then what and then they compared 
they took tissue analysis and then what they compared it to, they compared it to um, a, uh, I think, an Asher product. I mm. think they compared it to a Vicross product and they compared it to the um, other, the one, another HA cross-linked product. Okay. And what they saw in the, they, this is where they saw the tissue differences and the activation of the various fibroblasts and the stem cells, et cetera. They saw that this heat thermalization process seemed to produce a unique skin reaction mm. that wasn't visible or present with the other AHAs. So it was a it was an incidental finding, as many things are in medicine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a, it was an incidental finding. And then they said, well, let's tackle the the skin by remodeling skin booster, whatever you want to call it, the skin improvement market. And that's how it came about. Now I know that initially the uh like for example Giovanni Salty um and um a few of the other Italian surgeons, they were injecting it just very laterally, where we tend to focus on injecting sculpture. They were injecting it laterally to get a retraction. Right. That's what they were doing. Interesting. Okay. And they saw that. And I just, I, rem I remember being in this ad board meeting and um, the, uh, this surgeon, oh God, I can't, I can't, Daniel, Daniel Casuto. I think, I don't know if you've heard of Daniel I've Casuto. I've heard of him, he's yeah. A, yeah. So he's an Italian global podium speaker. And he was uh, looking at dermal thickening, okay, dermal thickening with profilo, uh, so preauricular dermal thickening. So he was ultrasound scanning, and he was doing some initial test studies on it. And he was, and he he presented informally across twelve of us across the table, saying and showing us his his data and his pictures, showing us that the um, he showed that within six months there was a significant increase in tissue dermal thickening with profilo. Mm. Okay. And he goes, you know, and I've not seen this. I've not seen this in any other case except for when we transfer fat. Bloody hell. Yeah, that's pretty significant. And you literally just saw him working out. This light bulb moment came in. He goes, basically, we've got a fat graft in a bottle, effectively. We've got these stem cells in a, in a syringe without having to harvest. And he just suddenly just went, oh, my God, that's amazing, <laughs> you know. And, um, and that was quite exciting to see, you know, that, that there's that much tissue stimulation. Yeah, that much tissue stimulation with profile, mm. and it was all accidentally found, which is yeah, pretty cool. Mm. It's crazy. Um, mm. Sophie, in your consults, then, so yeah. you're the skin guru. How do you explain oh. to patients? <laughs> you know, because we use terms like crepey, saggy, lax, yeah. um, dry, whatever. Yeah, and, and, and I, you know, I can consult with the patient. I'm looking at their skin, going, "Wow." They've got really bad, I call it Australian skin. They're just <laughs> frazzled from, you know, living in Brisbane yeah. or whatever. And they have no, no idea. That, yeah, but they have no idea that they even have that skin. They, to them, it's normal. And so yeah. it's almost like they don't even know what questions to ask or, or to come in and ask for this thing because they don't even know they have bad skin or good skin. They're, it's yeah. just not on their radar. So how do you educate your patients about their skin? So I guess for me, with regards to Profilo, my patients fall into two groups. The ones who come in and ask for Profilo, and they're often the ones that need the most careful consulting mm. because then I go back to, okay, what is it you're hoping Profilo is going to do for you? <laughs> and almost universally, they have seen these photos that look like someone's had a face or a neck lift <laughs> and they want that. And I then go back to saying, okay, well, we actually need to start with filling and volume and then profilo is our icing on the cake 
And then come the other group who come into me for a general consultation. And I'd say the vast majority of my patients fall into that group. They come in and they've got specific concerns, but they really want my advice and a treatment plan. And if I think that they would benefit from skin texture improvements, um, hydration, and they've got some mild to moderate crepiness, then Profilo is a real go-to for me. If they've got a lot of laxity or need lifting, I'm going to reach for devices. Um, again, I might put Profilo in there, but as the icing on the cake. Um, for me, it's that dehydration, it's crepiness, it's superficial skin texture that would benefit from improvement. And like Ravi said, I, I love it periorally. It's great for improving texture there. And again, when I said mild to moderate, there might be some patients I choose to treat in the moderate to severe camp, but I might do more sessions of Profilo. So I'll adapt my treatment plan accordingly. And it's also a really popular treatment for me with my younger patients. So the ones who come in their early to mid-20s who understand collagen, they're so educated now. They understand that this is something they're going to start losing imminently and they want to keep it replenished, but they don't want to change themselves. They don't need to change anything. Profilos are so popular amongst them. They love the fact that they're they're banking collagen, they're looking hydrated and glowy and have filtered skin. Um, but for me, it really comes down to managing expectations. Those are the things I look for in a good candidate. And I always say, you know, you're not going to do anyone any harm with Profilo, for sure. It's a great place to go, especially if you've got an anxious patient. It's very reassuring. But it does take some real honesty about what they're going to see. Um, and I think in the UK, for sure, we've had a real issue with the mismarketing of it. Um, and that does make some of the consultations a little bit more challenging because people think they've discovered the magic bullet for all ageing concerns. And we all know that doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, um, do you guys, either of you have experience with other, I guess, bioremodeling or treatments such as sculpture mm. and, and sort of where does that fit into your sort of selection criteria process? I mean, sculpture has been around for a long time. When, when it initially came out, there was some issues with dilution and nodules and all those kinds of things. It seems to be having a bit of a, a renaissance um, here in Australia. So um, maybe Ravi, I mean, do you, do you use other bioremodeling um, I'm going to yeah, change absolutely. the terminology to biostimulator Biostimu for okay. sculpture right. and bioremodeling right. okay. for profiling. Well, hey, well, that's good. We, <laughs> yeah. But like, joking aside, is there a difference, first of all, from, from your perspective and those two processes or or not? Yeah, it's a significant difference okay. in what you see um, and what to expect. Um, and in terms of um, aesthetic as well. Uh, 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 and from a patient point of view, budget, you know, as well, longevity. Um, so um, I would say sculptors, you know, I started sculpture in 2008. Um, yeah. and, um, and this was before we were doing full face fillers. Mm -hmm. So that back then it was the only treatment you could use for full faces you know, back then, if you were going to do a, a Mailer HA, that was with sub-Q under sterile conditions, Yeah, you know. Um, so it was very different. And so Sculptra 
was quite popular then, but it was about 100 injection points, yeah. a very bloody procedure, very painful procedure, a lot of bruising, and um, and relatively expensive in the, at the day at the time, but it gave great results. It was more of a the teaching was more global of face rather than focused. But this when it when it and back then even then the latest teaching was a good dilution and nodules weren't really an issue. I think nodules come from real legacy mm. um, yeah. dilutions. Yeah. We're talking about twenty years ago now, yeah. um, and and poor aftercare yeah okay so um and injecting areas where you shouldn't inject so that's you know that's done and dusted i'm not concerned about that really um these days but when the it fell out of favor when full face fillers came around the techniques came around and so because people get instant results and they didn't have to wait three to six months to get outcomes um but the, the look was never the same You'd never get the same improvement in skin tone, the real young skin tension and quality uh, you, with, uh, th uh, with that's what you get with Sculptra. Um, and you don't get that with Profilo. You okay, so, so if you've got a flow chart of, you know, patient, middle-aged, not too saggy, maybe slightly volume deficient, but not, you know, skeletalized how how are you describing why you choose one versus the other is basically what our listeners would like to know yeah i think now because i'm seeing sculpt come back in fashion now yeah. again it has patients are wanting it again sculpture sculpture gives a um it's a more economical skin rejuvenator but you can't use it in all the areas you can use a chasing. Right. So periorally, it's very difficult. You can't use it really periorally. Yeah. Okay. You can't use it on the forehead, for example. You can't use it around the tear troughs. Okay. So these are areas which you do need a HA or something else for, you know, something else for. So, but it's not just the skeleton. So if, let's say there's a young person come in and they wanted, they've only had a budget of, you know, half a course of profilo, for example, you know, one vial of profilo versus one vial of sculpture. And let us say they're 30 years old, so young, okay? I would probably go for them sculpture because I think they're going to get more longevity out of that than they are with one vial of profilo, okay? Yeah. Because they will, at that age, they're, they've got much more collagen turnover, much more reactive, so they're going to get very good value. And you're not looking to correct lines or wrinkles, just looking for a skin improvement, and they will see that. On the other hand, if someone is averse to risk or wants a quick result and see something straight away, and you've done some work and they just want a glow very early on, Profilo is a winner. Okay. Every, mm -hmm. It's going to do that. I, I don't have much experience with sculpture, but my understanding of why it was, you know, initially licensed and maybe it still is, um, is for the AIDS uh, patients yeah. with lipodystrophy. And mm. so yeah, but those are significant volumes. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. But, but it, it does have a volumizing characteristic. Absolutely. Whereas Scu listen, Sculptra is like having filler and profilo in one treatment. Okay. Okay. For certain indications. Okay. That's good. Okay, to know. So you can, you know, it, 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 you know, so, so I've got profilo, I've got filler, I've HA, I've got other stimulating fillers and, bioremodelers and biostimulators and whatever you want to call them right <laughs> so we've got this portfolio okay and now i'm seeing that uh i'm thinking especially in these economic times we've got to make 
things last a bit longer for patients as well. They appreciate that. And actually, if you can, I'm finding they're leaning a bit towards sculpture. I'm saying to my patients, you can get some volumizing and some skin stimulation with sculpture if you're prepared to do this aftercare, if you're prepared to wait a little bit of time for these outcomes, right? Yeah. And there's a small risk, which you'll read about online of some nodules, okay? If you're prepared to do that, we can go for sculpture. And in the long run, that's going to be more economical for you. It's not great for a clinic business because you're going to see them less often. But in fairness, they are still going to come back for you for their toxins and their skincare, et cetera. Generally, I, people always worry about that. If, uh, if a patient's going to have a longer gap, are they going to come back? I'm going to lose business. Well, actually, if they're happier, they're going to come back more frequently for other stuff Yeah, they trust you. I was just going to say that little um, faux pas that I made with the definition mm. um, for anyone that's not medical like me who might be a business owner or a patient that's listening, can you explain the difference? Because we're getting into the weeds of nuance. Well, we so, have two KLs yeah, here. Sure, so Sophie. Let's go to Sophie. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you describe biostimulation versus bioremodeling? So I, I would say biostimulation is the stimulation of fibroblast cells, um, which leads to the production of new skin components, proteins, HA. Bioremodeling um, is when the actual structure of the dermis essentially is, is remodeled and you can is changed. It's, um, but you could argue that there's significant overlap between products that do both, I would say. So even though they're referring to different things, many products which we'd call one or the other do both. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair. And, you know, this is just from the slides when I'm training Profilo. It does have this 3D effect. It's working on skin, but mm. also fat stem cells, potentially even muscle and maybe yeah. even bone. We, we yeah. that, that data is still coming. So they are slightly mm. yeah. different. Interesting. Um, Sophie, can you yeah. maybe reflect on what Ravi was saying about his little flowchart of sculpture versus Profilo? I mean, mm. I don't know if you've ever used sculpture, but, you know, you are using harmonica now um, and maybe use yeah. these other things in the past. So, again, yeah. how are you choosing between these various things that do have some crossover but they are different as well yeah i've i've never i've never actually personally chosen to use sculpture um for various reasons actually not um not anything particularly bad i think i just never really accessed the training early on and so i found other tools i was using madias um, but particularly, I'd say in my earlier days as an injector, I was always quite anxious about using something which wasn't um, dissolvable in an emergency. So I did use a lot of Radiat in hands, though, a lot. Um, I then was using, um, I've used a lot of Profilo. Um, I've used a lot of Low Light as well. Um, and the two for me behave quite differently and do very different things for the skin. I often actually combine them in a treatment plan. Mm. Um, and then harmonica launched and I've been very lucky. I've been on the, on the experience phase for harmonica. So I've been using it for around 18 months. And for all of you who don't know what harmonica is, which is probably all of Australia <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> a huge chunk of the world at the moment still, it combines a cross-linked HA with calcium hydroxyapatite. So hmm. where we've got the other biostimulatory products, Radia, Sculptra, Alonso, all of them, whatever the biostimulatory molecule is, have got um, uh, 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 carboxymethylcellulose. That's the word I'm after, CMC carrier gel. And the purpose of that carrier is just to allow um, 
the biostimulator be injected because without it, you can't inject it. And it disappears relatively quickly and has no immediate results. So in cal- in the harmonica, the calcium hydroxyapatite is the same percentage, um, say 55.4% by weight of a syringe as with Radies. But the carrier gel is a cross-linked HA. So what you get is this immediate volumization of the subcutaneous fat layer, and then this biostimulation, the improvement in skin architecture that comes over time. So for me, the way I position the two is if I want a change in skin firmness, um, that's where I'm going to go for something a little bit more heavy duty, like harmonica is, I'm using a lot of it. And then if I want to change in the skin hydration, um, I'm going to reach for my um, profilo. And also harmonicas only um, to be used in certain areas. We've got the same issue as we have with Sculptra and other biostimulators. If you use them in very mobile areas of the face, you could end up with problems. Um, the repeated muscle contraction can cause um, potential aggregation of the product and nodules. So harmonicas for use largely in the lateral face, along the jawline, um, around the pre-gel sulcus and in a thicker skin type also in the buccal area. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of areas there where I would use Profilo, but I wouldn't use Harmonica. And again, for me, the two, um, as Ravi described, described sculpture as a combination of filler and um, Profilo, almost the effect of, I would say exactly the same about Harmonica. The difference being you have an immediate result that then gets better with time. Um, but for me, the profilo still has its place in the treatment plan with those patients. Mm. And then you said something interesting. You said you sometimes would also overlay something like Volite, which is more of oh, a traditional, yeah. <laughs> let's call it skin booster, a hydrator. So again, if profilo mm. hydrates, why do you choose to do that as well? So Volite has, I think Volite, at least in the UK, kind of got a little bit lost in amongst the um, launch of Profilo and the amazing brand presence that Profilo had. But Volite's a very, very soft cross-linked HA, which I use for a huge variety of purposes. But actually, it sits in the, you inject it in the deep dermis um, in small micro dots. And again, as there's a way we teach it and there's the way to use it artistically. And it stays there for six to nine months. And so, whereas our Profilo goes um after as ravi said a maximum of 28 days probably a little bit less um but you get this long lasting stimulation that comes from um the from the stimulation of the fibroblast cells you've got this ongoing change with volite you actually have this sponge that's sitting there holding hydration in the dermis so i love to do profilo two weeks later Volite, two weeks later, Profilo. And again, the combination of Harmonica and Volite's a beautiful one as well. Mm. Confused? Uh, <laughs> no, no. no, I'm joking. <laughs> I got it, I got it. They, they all do different things and there's no, like, and this is why it's so important for us as injectors to really understand skin and what the different products do. If you want firmer skin, reach for this one. If you want more hydrated skin, reach for that one. It's, you know, really understanding the place of them all. Yeah. yeah. No, I think Jake, that, sorry, Jake you raised a point about being confused, okay? And I think that's really relevant to a lot of other injectors out there who, you know, mm-hmm. they're not sure where to go. And I think if you want to 
uh, I think if we can summarize it, let's say we've only got profiler, we don't have harmonica. Some people don't aren't trained in sculpture for whatever reason, okay? Um, and they're just coming from fillers, and they're you know, and they and then they've just got toxin in their clinic, and they think, right, I want some profiler. Personally, I think anyone is suitable for profiler, okay? Yeah. Literally anyone with a pulse, like unless they've got a <laughs> anaphylactic allergy to hyaluronic acid is suitable for profiler. Okay. Whether or not you're going to meet their expectations is the only criteria about whether you're going to choose them, yeah. give yeah. them the opportunity to try profiler. So it's about your consultation and about understanding their expectations. But will it do their skin some good? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I was kind of joking, but at the same time, it, it's true here in Australia. We don't have harmonica. Yeah. Most people don't use Sculptra. We certainly don't have all the other cool stuff that you guys have, like the polynucleic fillers and, uh, I don't know, salmon sperm fillers and God knows what else. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you guys have. And so I think for injectors, we're just trying to ground them as to how do you pick and choose, you know, these different tools. But I would go with the wave. Go with the wave. There's demand for this. Yes. It's a great product. It doesn't cause harm. The safety profile mm. is phenomenal. Yes. Okay. You you have to really be a. Well, I'm not going to say the word. It's an Australian <laughs> term, and the last word is a head on the end of it. Right. You have to be a right crap not to mess it up. Yeah. Okay. We like you to use really the word. We'd like to use the word schmuck, Ravi. Schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a right schmuck. Yeah. You really um, do. I mean, what are the complications that can occur? What are the complications that can occur? You can get bruising. Okay. That's not even a complication. It's, it's a side effect. face risk of bruise. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think you guys out there are very, very lapsical about bruising. You almost take it as a, well, that's what's going to happen. Okay. Whereas here we get bruising. It's like the worst thing that could ever happen. Okay. Um, you know, and uh, so, um, so, but yes, bruising. And that's from injection technique. There's no doubt about it. That's from injection technique. Does it hurt? Yeah, it's like bee stings across your face. Mm. Okay. Can you modify that? You can to a degree, but not massively. You know, you could try cannula if you wanted. You know, some people hate cannula, some people don't. You know, but um, how do you get your cannula in that sort of mid dermal plane or superficial dermal plane? It, it, it goes up. Okay, so you can do it subcut, is, is yeah. really what I was asking. Yeah. What, what about, yeah. what, what do you think about that, Sophie? Do you change your technique or do you modify it? I mean, I do only use needle for it. I definitely modify my technique depending on the patient and their needs. I'm not someone who just necessarily always does the five baps. But um, I do think when you're subcut, you're, my worry is always that you're going to lose some of the benefit of the product. Um, so, and I also think it takes a very, very good cannula user to know where exactly in the subcutaneous layer you are. Mm. Um, and so for me, I've always just wanted to get the maximum benefit out of the product, which for me means being in, in dermis. Yeah. And what we also know from it is that it does stimulate the adipose layer and it does stimulate the yeah. muscular layer as well. So we do know that. So if you're just at the, like, as you know, you've got to be subdermal subcut, that sort of junction area. Mm. I do. You don't want to be yeah. periosteally. Point a waste of time. Before no, I lose, exactly. before I lose this train of, of thought, I want to ask you guys a question. Have any of you mm. ever gone straight for the fat layer and used it as a traditional filler to see what would happen? Yes. Okay. And um, so, um, yeah, I have. And it, it does nothing. Right. 
So you don't get stimulation okay, of... Get a very low, it's a, why mm-hmm. waste a good product? You know, what I have done, I've injected it directly into the lips. Okay, and? As a lip filler, okay? Um, and that, the first day, first night, it looked like crazy swelling. girl was going to go anaphylactic on me. It's just like <laughs> the most amazingly big lips. Okay. Luckily she wasn't the next day. Amazing. One of the best lips we created ever. Okay. Stayed within the contour, stayed within the compartments, didn't go anywhere else. It was just beautiful, but it only lasted about four days. Oh, okay. It, it, I was going to say, is that because it got rid of every single, you know, little line and wrinkle? It just looked smooth and, you know, yeah, one yeah. texture. No basically. Love, there's no contour change. It was just natural. It was right. just her lips, just fuller, smoother. So, you know, it's a great weekender. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a valid yeah. option. Some people would pay for that. Yeah. They would. Yeah. It's a great weekender. Um, and I used cannula. I used cannula for that. Yeah. Just to reduce the risk of bruising and stuff. Yeah. Um, vascular occlusions. Now I've been told that you cannot get vascular occlusions with this product. And then I've heard some people say that they've heard that it has happened. Have you guys mm. had any experience? It is a hyaluronic acid. Do you have any? I've never seen, never seen one, never been asked to advise on one. Never, I have heard about them. Um, I have seen um, some horrendous photos where, and unfortunately we have a very unregulated sector in the UK, profilo injected by a lay person um, who clearly got the infraorbital artery somehow oh, um, and the bruising. Oh, I mean, it, you know, the mind boggles. Um, so, but we have a texture of the profilo, I would describe the texture as runny honey. So even if you did think, oh God, I think I might have caused a vascular occlusion with massage, that should disperse. So technically, I think it should be extremely hard to cause a VO with Profilo, but never say never. Mm. Thoughts, Ravi, because you were a KOL for the company a few years ago? Yeah, we didn't see. I mean, at the time, we had, I wasn't aware of any. Um, and, um, and I echo what Sophie said, it's less likely, never say never. Um, but like, and like Sophie said, unfortunately, the, um, there doesn't seem to be a too lower level of entry of skill set to <laughs> be able to eject Profilo. So if you're yeah. listening in the UK, don't let your bin man inject you with injectables. But is basically you, what you're the, saying. The, the point is those people won't be watching this. Okay. <laughs> and even if they were watching it, they go, yeah, but he's he's a lot cheaper. I'll I'll go there. You said it's safe. It never happens. I'll go there anyway. Yeah, that is That's true. That's the psychology you're dealing with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to call it natural selection, Ravi. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm totally with you. But that's a whole other podcast we can go on on that one. And I, please invite me to that because I'd love that. Um, Absolutely love it. Natural selection. All right. Um, Sophie, you're quite adventurous. I know you are. I won't say Where what I mean by that. This is a family program. Hey, <laughs> Sophie and I, we've got our secrets. Okay. Right. Um, Hang on. What I, where are we going with that one? Uh, what, what I meant was... Sophie's choice? No, 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 no. What I meant was, have you ever decided to inject somewhere a bit unusual? Be it, I don't know, somewhere, somewhere else? Has, has anyone ever, ever asked for a bit of... Scrotal profilo or labia profilo or 
Oh, here we go. Something unusual. Here we go. See what happens. See what happens. To deal with. Yeah, he says, I finished my negroni, by the way. He's already gone there. This is valid. This is the people want to know. Personally, I have I've injected it in all sorts of places, but not um not the labia. I've injected it um in at all sorts of places on the body, the knees, the stomach, the I love it for arms, um, neck, decolletage. Um, but a good colleague of mine in the UK has anecdotally told me um, of several patients where she's used it in the labia yeah. um, for women who want um, skin quality improvement there. And also one particular gentleman in whom she injected it perianally. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's got a. Um, that, that's what they call ring sting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me about the details of the protocol for that one. I can't oh, comment. Okay. But um, yeah, he wanted a nice plump ring. Doesn't I mean? I would put it past you. Bum, anal, pleasure, or something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're all giggling here, but you know, there are people, and I, I, I don't, but there are people who specialize in, you know, reproductive fillers and so on. Mm. And it is a yeah. valid question. You know, we've had Cat Stone on, she uses yeah. PRP around the area. Yeah, she yeah. does. And okay. so on. I think I think it's great. Um, again, for me, genital rejuvenation should be in the hands of people with a special interest in that and preferably advanced training in that. Yes. Um, but again, one of the concerns that I have around using fillers in that area is that the anatomy, you know, you've got a lot of potential space there. Things could go wrong, product migration, et cetera, et cetera. And again, in Profilo, provided it's used in the right plane of tissue, you should get a really good and really safe skin quality improvement. But yeah. for me, I like faces. I don't want to be injecting. <laughs> um, you know, I spent enough time in anaesthetics um, sitting in gynae theatres. I'm very happy to leave that to other people. I could see a Ravi shaking his head for the people who can't see him. So I'm guessing you're sticking to faces and necks and decks, Ravi. I spent five years doing gynae. I've seen enough flange to craft a lifetime. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Fair um, enough. No, yeah. Stick to faces, really. Um, as I said, that's a whole subspecialty area. Mm. yeah um, i mean for, for me for me nets are really high impact yeah, it's nets. one of my favorite treatments for a crepey net yeah um decolletage it's fantastic for decolletage and in the uk we do now have profilo body as well but yeah. um for a long time now i did use more product it's not just one syringe um uh for two sessions i would do three sessions and a syringe beside but the arms for skin quality and creepiness on the upper arms it's phenomenal such a great treatment yeah i wanted to ask you um that question if you had to choose one area for bang for buck where where is it best used would you say neck or or, or another area for me, i'd go i'd go neck for okay. me it's the it's whereas for face i've got other tools that i love equally um for net i've got softwave which is a device and i've got profilo and it's such high impact there we've got less things that do next really well yeah yeah i have to say i agree with that in my early experience what what do you think ravi yeah exactly because we're so limited on what we can use in neck uh particularly Mm. in an injectable I mean, you uh, know, there are people who swear by hyperdilute red. Yes, for you've example. Done it, oh, you've done it on me. I have done it on you. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, you've mm. done both now. How do you, how do you rate 
either. <sighs> well, I think you did such a good job with the radio. So well, I, I, you know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I've had, I'm actually having more radius on Saturday. I'm going to go around that decolletage, sort of that collarbone region. Uh, you know, David's I mean, worried just, about his cleavage lines and, you know, yeah, stuff hey, like hey, that. Well, you know, <laughs> we've each got our thing. Fair enough. <laughs> now, actually, I want to pin you guys down to, I know you've, I know we know that we can do it on everyone. 20 to 70, I think is what, what we teach in the mm-hmm. teaching and you can't have too much of it. But if you had to choose, you know, a decade where you think, okay, this is best for you and not for you. What, what decade are you choosing? For me, probably my favorite decade for profiler is 30s. Um, really? Okay. I love it. Yeah, well, skin, people have those changes that are now becoming, or if I'm honest, actually 35 to 45, that's mm. probably my favorite, but it's not yeah. a, a strict decade. Um, but where people have changes in their skin, but they're not really advanced yet, um, and they get such high impact from profilo. Um, so for me, if I have to pick a favorite, 35 to 45. Yep. Okay, interesting. I, I personally am seeing it in slightly higher, and that's only because maybe it's because our skin is poor in Australia. They they get a more tangible result in the sort of forty mm-hmm. to fifty bracket. I appreciate that. Yes, thirty year olds definitely have skin changes, and that's where it tends to start. But they mm-hmm. just don't see as much, or maybe value it as much, because their mm-hmm. their skin's still okay. Well, how would you answer that, Ravi? What What do you think? I think it's hard to just say as a decade. I think that's, um, it's just about the indication, you know, it really is about the indication. Uh, so, but look, most of my patients are 40 to 55. Mm -hmm. Okay. So therefore I have nearly all of them on profiler, you know, um, someone 60 plus is going to get a lot less out of it than someone younger. And like Sophie said, the younger they are, wow you know as an entry point into aesthetics if they're that young profilo every time yeah Yeah. you know absolutely you know entry point into aesthetics what can i do you know whether they've got mild you know pores you know they've got acne scars they've got uh you know they're just concerned about their complexion you know it's for the person that doesn't want to keep coming for regular peels or hydrofacials or whatever systems you choose if you combine profilo with a at home skincare regime mm-hmm. okay absolutely yeah. that's going to be your great entry point so that can be in the 20s even yeah you know mm-hmm. um and, and the good thing about the good thing about that is that you're um you're educating the patients at a very young point mm-hmm. about their skin and their skin health uh so i think it, you know it, it, it's hard to pick a decade but certainly entry point that would be my first one yeah. yeah i mean i think it's when someone comes in there for in their later 40s to 50 like up to 55 so often there will be other tools i think are more important as a first line than profilo for me the big one in that in that age is almost always going to be filler first and when i've got a slightly younger patient profilo on its own is such high impact and that's why i went if i were to pick just that on its own 35 to 45 for me yeah yeah but it does depend doesn't it that on what the patient comes in mm. with because for example yeah you know it's, it's relatively unusual in my practice that a new patient comes along and says i want something 
to help my skin look better. Okay. Uh, I don't want to look, uh, I don't want Botox and I don't want filler. You know, what it's, it's not what they say, okay, generally speaking. They may, you know, they may say, uh, it's time for Botox or what can you do about this or I don't like this or um, whatever you do, make me look, keep, make sure I still look myself natural, blah, blah, blah. But if someone's super anxious about toxin or filler, then mm-hmm. you mention what Profilo could do, yeah. which is improve their skin quality, improve their glow, doesn't change their contour, doesn't change their expression. Yeah, It's a nice gradual entry. They're, they're quite open to it, in my opinion. And then once they're happy with that, then you can progress them if necessary to the other areas. And there's no downtime, yeah. so it's quite easy. Can I just bring you back to the the technique? You both said that you're happy to modify. What exactly mm. are you modifying? As in, what are you looking at to modify it? Why, why do you decide to change it? Maybe we'll start with Sophie this time. I guess for me, it's if a patient has a particular area of concern. So a big one for me is when I see the accordion or concertina yes. lines. I'll move where I'm distributing more product. I love it for perioral area, but I'll often use a whole syringe in that area. Yeah. Um, similarly, sometimes with necks, um, if they really have just significantly more central laxity, I might just completely modify my technique and place all of the product more centrally. Yeah. Um, so it's really looking at, as we do with all other in, uh, all other injectables, there is an art form to profile to get the most out of that mm. syringe. And it's, learning how to assess and use that product to its biggest impact. I love the fact that you said that because one, I've already recognized that and I'm doing that, but also you'll get patients kind of saying, oh, it's just the same everywhere. I'll, I'll find the cheapest person. But actually, I don't believe that. So again, no. just like toxin, just like filler, there's an art to this. It's about reading what you Absolutely. see. Um, and yeah. do you do anything completely different, Ravi? You, you've said you modify your BAP points and sometimes you use a cannula, but anything more unusual? I tried it under the eyes for the eyelids, for the crepey skin under the lid that seems to work nicely there. Ah, um, okay. Uh, and and then also what's quite good is forehead, okay, so that you get them to leave with a few devil horns on the way out. Nice. That, well, that's, that's interesting. I, I get asked that every time I train people. They ask me about crepey foreheads. And, I mean, my mm-hmm. stock answer is, well, one, it's off-label, I can't tell you, but two, if you were going to consider it, the plane that you're injecting your profilo is – you know, it's a dangerous plane on the forehead. So uh, tell us about your technique, because I'd, I'd love to know what you do. Just stick in and jet. <laughs> so you're still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake. No, yeah. basically, I go high up. I go high up, where, so basically, I, and I go deeper. So it's, it's very hard to go dermal in the forehead. Yes. Okay, so thin. So, you know, and with a sharp needle... Knowing your plane is virtually impossible there. So what I tend to do, I tend to go, I touch the periosteum, okay, and, and that's about that tends to be the plane. But it just it just spreads across the whole area nicely. I do two points, one one on each side, um, quite high up. So what um, volume are you using from your two mil syringe? Point one, point one on each side, just okay. a small amount. What I tend to do, what I tend to do, it's usually in a patient who. Um, We've been doing profiler for a while, maybe. Okay. And so they don't need the full distribution everywhere else. Okay. And also maybe they've got the crepey skin and, you know, you just, they're not keen on having filler there. They need some filler there. 
Uh, and so you just start introducing the concept to them and it seems to just do enough to help improve the quality of the skin. Mm. This is not an airbrushing technique. It's not a massive change. It's just I'm trying to do something to start activating the tissue stimulation there and the collagen stimulation there. And so part of it is preparing for another treatment later, as well as preparing the patient for that conversation later that we need to start doing something else there as well. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 and then they'll ask, you know, why, why, what, when are you going to do the forehead fully? You know, so, but yeah. And also I, I use ultrasound heavily now in my practice as well. Um, so, uh, and for areas such as nose, um, anywhere around the nose, labial, marinette and forehead, I tend to just have a quick scan yeah. to identify any major vessels. And to be honest, patients love that concept as well. Um, but it, it reassures me. So that's been joke, joke inside. Yeah, it's a it's dangerous area, but really it's a, as I said, it's skin. Sophie used it on the arms as well. Um, mm -hmm. Neck, I'll echo the neck has been the game changer place for it. Um, I found um, just a quick thing. I found um, another collagen stimulator, which we spoke about earlier called Sculptra, to be pretty good for arms as well. Mm. Um, and I think that's, um, I think it's more cost effective in the long run. Okay. That, that's the only thing thing about the philo it can be quite expensive repeatedly repeatedly um so i suspect that the harmonica could be quite good for the arms yeah. have you tried it there mm. sophie no i haven't not yet um because it has the it has the cross-linked ha component so of course you're going to get some gentle volume with it as well i think in a very lean patient with the crepiness overlying it could be really interesting um mm. but for me so far i've stuck more yeah. um face and played a little yeah. bit beyond that mm. doctor is amazing for that crepey skin on the abs for those skinny mummies who you know who've got that crepe skin up there and and also for the arms that i found that to be so i've kind of like shifted from profile because there was profilo well there's the body product isn't there now uh which is yeah. um and then the interesting there was a there was another product in the interim, a slightly more concentrated product of Profilo, which was tested for about a year. Ah. Um, I don't think that came to market. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Um, when you do it on the under eye, Ravi, are you doing that with a cannula sort of superficial plane or are you deep in a tear trough plane? No, superficial. And again, so I, I, I warn the patient that they might get a bit of edema for a few days. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I, I've started using Imperial. I think um, Sophie said she does it, and and you can get that beautiful result. I'm I'm just cautious of the edema, the puffiness. So I guess it's possible, but is is it transient or does it tend to sort of stay? No, no, no. It's transient. It's just a few days. Okay, get it's it. good it's to great. know because you, you know, know that, that that's one area where we, well, I certainly hold my hands up and say there isn't a great solution non-surgical. Maybe something like Tixel. I don't know if you guys have Tixel. Um, yeah, we have Tixel, but you know. Mm. It's not an easy area. No, and I, you know, we've. I wonder where, how this might impact like tox usage in the long time. In the long term, we've seen more cases of resistance coming up, or coming out now, especially with, well, I guess post COVID, it's tended tended to become more of a, a topic that's coming up more regularly. Um, and in terms of stretching out time between toxin treatments, people that don't want to have that frozen look or worried about things like bone absorb reabsorption and things like that. Do you think there'd be any impact on the way toxins? sort of administered in, in terms of dosages and, and frequency? I'm confused. How does that 
relate to Profilo? I'm saying, so if you want like improvement in the skin, I mean, other than sticking, you know, you can't do filler oh, in the forehead and so on. So I'm just thinking, is it sort of an, an alternative to those sorts of things or people? Yeah. Well, you know, Ravi was saying that, you know, you can use it sort of off label on the forehead. I mean, the other interesting thing that the thing is, it's a, it's a, um, it's just another, another tool we've got. You know, and many patients often say, "Is this instead of something yeah. else? Is yeah. this? Do, if you put it there, do I not need toxin or do I not need filler or do I? No, no, no. This is treating something else. Okay, mm. so toxins treating the dynamic wrinkles. That's what it does. Okay." Fillers are volumizing and giving some skin improvement, some skin quality improvement for sure. Okay. But Profilo, you know, is working on skin quality itself. Yeah. So it's just going to give you a better effect. You know, if you go back 20 years or so, you know, when I first started and I remember, you know, my mentor back then, all they could do was toxin for the upper face and nasal labials, lips and marionettes. Yeah. So we, so when he went on holiday and I had to look after his patients, all I saw were these sun uh, burnt um, <laughs> 60 plus um, year old wealthy women who had super smooth upper faces, <laughs> no nasal labials and marionettes and big lips. That's okay. what I saw in your clinic when you mentored me, Ravi. Absolutely dreadful. <laughs> it just looked like a caricature. But, yeah. but that was the aesthetic thing because that's all yeah. they could do. Yeah, yeah. No, I was now joking. we don't get that. I don't know if you heard my comment. I was, I was <laughs> joking. Just, chose to ignore it. I said, that's what I saw in your clinic when you mentored me. I'm going. Bye. See you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You were great. Um, I wanted to ask a couple of business questions. This Ooh, is sort of up David's alley as Let's well. Do it. You both said that, you know, obviously you're, you're doing, you know, potentially unusual areas, neck, deck, arms, you know, foreheads, whatever. Has, did you find that it actually, uh, you know, it, it improved your, your profitability of your clinic? So obviously you've got a new product that does different stuff. So you've already got your existing patients doing toxin filler and now you're adding on, you know, almost a new service. Did, yeah. did you notice that? I mean, I have already, but I, I don't know what you noticed. For sure. It's another layer to your treatment plan. Mm. Um, something that we didn't have before. So for me, I also see it as my responsibility as a doctor to inform my patients about what we have that will be best for them. And this is something that is new, is different, and can be added into lots of our existing patients' treatment plans as well. So absolutely a great way of improving profitability and very, very high um, revenue for a relatively quick procedure as well. Yeah. Um, what is the the sort of treatment protocol after you sort of your first two sessions? Like how often are people coming back? Is it a quarterly thing? Is it sort of ad hoc? Have you got mm. sort of a you know, a regime that you would recommend to your patients, uh, Sophie and then Ravi? I definitely, I like to see my patients regularly. I like regular touch points and my patients are very used to the concept of maintenance. We yep. try not to sort of yo-yo too much over time. So I tend to see most of them three monthly. So do the initial course hmm. and then do a single syringe every three months. Yep. Okay. I love the idea of doing it with the tox. I've already yeah. started doing that. And, you know, not yeah. every patient wants to commit to that because of the expense, and I understand that. But for the yeah. best result, <clears> for <throat> sure. And you, which do you do first? Um, I'll do tox for, sorry, uh, Profilo first, and All then right. I'll do the tox. What about you, Ravi? What's your protocol with uh, um Yeah, I, I just do a slight variation on that, really. I tend to do 
the two treatments a month apart. And then I just say to them, repeat that every six months, that pair. Yeah. I would say 90% of my patients stick to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then some do what Sophie does. They come quarterly and they do that. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't think it's too much. I think as long as you get in about four syringes a year, generally speaking, that seems to be good maintenance yeah. and yeah. produces or delivers reproducible results. That's yeah. for sure. I, I really do think that the Australian you know, skin again, sort of oh, not knocking terrible. Aussies, but it's true. Our skin well, is poorer. Yes. So if you can get it a little bit frequently, if you can afford it, I think you'll notice the difference rather than six months. You've got to remember you're still early days here. Okay. You're still very early days. I remember, I mean, I don't know whether Sophie re- realizes, but, or experienced this, I mean, but it took me a year to see true results, mm-hmm. you know, like long blasting results. So that's four treatments. You know, so four vials. Yeah. Okay. And then six months later, they come out and then I'm going, oh, wow. Yeah. This is really working. Yeah. You know, they're coming in without makeup. They're, you know, patients who never would. So you've had it for a few months now. Carry on with the, you know, don't try to go off piece just yet if I were you. I'll just stick to things pretty much and then see what the patients are working out and then uh, and coming back to you with but you will see them you know by the you will see long lasting results for sure yeah very oh. confident of that and australian skin you know if you've got the you know the leather skin <laughs> you need you know, something else you need something else you know you've got i'm sure your population all these young young pretty fit people roller skating on bondi <laughs> and stuff like that and you know actually my my uh patients are a little bit older that i i tend to not see the 20 to 30 year olds it's mm. um you know i'm not all about the lips and the cheeks it's just not really what i do so i tend no. to see a little bit older so it is for everyone it is for everyone yeah you know and anyone who's into aesthetics is going to be concerned about their skin they have to be yeah 100 percent. Um, just a, a slightly off-piece topic but we, we're sort of t- talking about how this fits into into sort of your armory of treatments and we're seeing a trend um, of filler volume starting to decrease a little bit so i talked to a lot of businesses in this space and people starting to notice um, patients requesting you know less volumes you're seeing practitioners starting to use those fillers more judiciously and, and using i guess fewer mills is that something you're starting to notice in the uk as well there is a shift away from that sort of over augmented look and less fillers being pushed through and, and I guess this is a, a, a treatment that people are potentially opting for instead of, instead of going for fillers? Or maybe I personally, I'm still injecting big yeah. volumes across treatment plans because yeah. really to get those tangible results, especially in a slightly older patient, you need to be yeah. being honest about how much filler that's going to take. Yeah. The key is about how we inject it and injecting it in the, using the right product in the mm. right plane of tissue and using it only where a patient needs it. And I think that that assessment of the indication is the crucial thing to getting good results. But so so my filler usage is higher than ever. Okay. As a business, we're injecting more syringes year on year and it just keeps growing. But um, I definitely think there is more concern amongst patients. They want to look natural. The fillers that have, have had some bad press, yeah. um, much less good press, because we see the people who look distorted. We don't notice the people who look great. We just think they look great. And I think there's a little bit of combating that to yeah. do. So for those patients, um, they're much more comfortable with the concept of profilo for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ravi, you've already said I don't think you have any specialized photography systems in your clinic, but Sophie, do you, have you ever tried to do a pre and post Vizia or a pre and post, you know, whatever camera you use? Yeah, we, we have an observe, um, which is just a different sort of surface imaging system. I'll be honest, I haven't noticed that significant a difference in the images. We always photograph but I don't think Profilo picks up that well on a photo, as Ravi said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have any 3D imaging systems for sure, but I certainly wouldn't expect to see a volumetric change. Um, but yeah, for me, this isn't one that photographs that well. It's great to hear that Sophie's filler use is growing year on year. I've actually, since I uh, learned, um, took on permanent thread lifting, so not the absorbable threads, the permanent ones. My use of fillers, or my recommendation for fillers has dropped dramatically. Yeah, right. yeah. I found that I don't, I can now achieve lifting without volumizing and therefore reserving fillers for just the spot focus areas, which aren't quite, quite correct as it were. So, and that's dramatically changed my practice actually. So, and and I, and I think I'm trying to, I think I found that after doing full face fillers for X number of years, several rounds on patients, I just found that some of the fillers were starting to react in an unpredictable way with the patients who'd been through the round several times. For new patients, it's fine. But for the patients that had maybe two or three rounds of it, they're starting to get a little bit unpredictable. And in my head, I was going, this filler is not disappearing. The effect is lessening, but there's still gel inside their faces. And we know that from surgical findings that there is still some, pro the product doesn't fully disappear. And that's why you get these super late complications that are inexplicable to what we were told that the filler disappears. So in that messed with my head for a while, that messed my head for a while. And I said, well, hang on, I can't keep repeating this infinitely to patients. I need to find another way to lift their faces or volumize their faces and you know and and then, you know so then i started looking at other fillers i think like collagen stimulators such as um sculpture but again you know that was volumizing at the end of the day and some patients i felt needed lifts then i'm gonna have to refer them to the surgeons to do their their stuff you know facelifts and then i've been looking at Zorbal threads for a very long time and i just somehow they never and i know some people do really well with them and they have great practices with them and they you know very happy patients but for me they never really seem to take my um meet my levels of what i would want for my yeah. patients until i've met found this technique anyway we're very happy with that technique it's really producing long-lasting results we're three years down the line and still not having to repeat treatments on our patients and on the back of that what I like about that is that I I am reducing my need for volumizing fillers yeah. to just focused areas. So in my head, that's kind of less foreign body in their skin repeatedly, okay? Although there is a permanent product. And also because there's a permanent product in their face, I don't want to be going in repeatedly putting in HA. Yeah. But... So yes, HA use has reduced in my mm. practice, partly from patient demand, but I've also found that I've been able to offer them an alternative. If they do say, I don't want fillers because of what they're seeing in the trends and the press. Mm. Um, so 
yeah, I think, and I think other collagen simulators are worth looking at as well. But yeah. I just wanted to add that. But um, yeah. Well, go. It's good to know that you're still treating patients holistically. Um, we had a crazy stat here that 40% of UK injectables is dedicated to Profilo. Is that nonsense? Or I, I can't remember exactly what the stat was. That's but it, crazy. Who it released that stat? I, 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 Profilo? I, yeah, no. I, I honestly don't know, but no. it, it, it seemed crazy. But um, Yeah, that, that's, that's bonkers in, in my opinion. Right, okay. I mean, when you think about injectables encompassing tox, fillers, and skin quality injectables. Yeah. Okay. No it seemed Where'd incredulous. Where did you get that step from? I don't want to quote my source <laughs> and throw them under the bus. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'd say I'd say different practices will obviously have different statistics. Yes. But I think if you if you take an average practice, there's there's not going to be any way that it's close yeah. to forty percent. I would say that it's definitely reduced my use of filler as well. Profilo did. Mm -hmm. Okay. For sure, because one, patient's budget, and two, you know, a lot of my patients were, they were good with their fillers, you know, they, they and, you know, they don't need that. The profiler would almost hydrate their fillers again. Yeah. You know, you'd get that aspect as well. There's an element of that. So I think, you know, a practice, I can see it being a, a large proportion of a practice Yeah. You know, when it comes to HA use, but of all UK doubt it yeah i reckon half the uk injectors don't know how to spell profiler <laughs> yeah. fair enough so i guess in summary you're both saying it's a great product it's patient specific of course like all of our treatments um you know it, it, it's not a, a wow treatment per se but but there is some wowness to what it our is. patients feel exactly it's not a wow in in maybe as profound as a volumizing yeah. filler treatment and however what it does to the skin is quite profound, but I think some patients are not in tune with that. Yeah. Well, that's my experience. Anyway. And it's schmuck-proof. And it's schmuck-proof. <laughs> yeah. And, and Nothing's he... schmuck-proof. <laughs> as close as you're going to get, potentially. There's always one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, guys, thank you so much for your time. I know it's early in the morning. You've got busy clinics to get back to. Yeah. Um, we will, of course, put all of your details down at the bottom. Um, are either of you guys going to come and visit us in Australia? Can we tempt you over? Yeah, then next week. I, I next week? I haven't told you yet, but I'm going to come out for New Year next year. So oh, great. Oh, my God. We uh, we'll have to That's catch up. Plan. Why are you here next week, Ravi? Why else? To see my lovely woman. Yes. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm flying out Sunday oh. the 18th. And, um, yeah, going to spend Christmas out there. It's going to oh, be amazing. Great. We have to let us know. Well, the, the last time Ravi was here, he said, meet me on Manly Beach. And I went there and he didn't come. So You uh, didn't show up. I swear in my life I was there. Ask my wife. Yeah, right. Well, you didn't WhatsApp me. You were having too good a time. <laughs> he was too busy taking <laughs> selfies, right, Ravi? <laughs> I just, but no, it'd be lovely to see you if, yeah. if, if you do have time for us. And, and sorry for the 8 a.m. F-bomb. I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too much, too much, too soon. I'm sorry. I expect nothing less from an Aussie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll thank, speak to you soon. Thank Take you. care. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. For our latest news, upcoming guests, and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at Inside Aesthetics Podcast. Using the link in our Instagram profile, you can easily email us, text us, apply to be a guest on the show, follow our personal accounts on Instagram, and even show your love and support us on Patreon. 